Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fitz's Sports Show, and I'm going to level with you guys. I am not too happy right now with myself, so I sat down, <clears throat> I sat down, started to record this episode, got through the whole entire 40 minute episode, and got up, went to turn off my camera, and realized I never hit record. I thought I hit record. Apparently, I didn't. None of the footage, none of anything was, in fact, recorded. So, here we are, second time of the night. It is Thursday, December 10th, 528. Hey, we got problems, but we got them together. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. If it's your first time here, welcome to the show. Welcome to Fitz's Sports Show. I'm taking a sip of water. Give me one second. Welcome to the family. It's great to have you here. I'd love if you would head on over to YouTube where we have an audio, uh, not audio, we have a video form of this podcast. It's really cool. I'm going to have a screen recording up a little later in this episode. I got great graphics to go along with it. And I'd love you to hit subscribe if you'd like the video. You know, join the family. If you're here, you might as well be here, you know, either all in or in the way. That's what the Utah football program always says. So I think it applies here as well. Get along, get on board. If you're listening on audio form, that's cool too. Uh, subscribe there. Whatever you do, like whatever on whatever platform you're doing. Do what you gotta do to make sure you're following along and being a part. And head out with your social media as well. So, first topic of today, and it is a topic. Let me tell you, we're talking the James Harden situation. A lot to unravel here. A lot to kind of dissect and go into. But first, let me set the scene. So we got a lot of reports, a lot of things happening, uh, saying that James Harden, he wants out of the Houston Rockets organization. He's gone. He wants to head somewhere else. He thinks the grass is going to be greener on the other side. Um, He didn't report to the Rockets' first practice, and he was partying in Las Vegas with Lil Baby, the rapper. Great rapper, by the way. Check him out. Um, But he has a list of teams he wants to go to. He wants to go to Brooklyn. Miami, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and maybe a couple more. I'm not sure if I listed them all there, but those are the ones that I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, I think Brooklyn's his preferred destination. Now, I don't obviously I don't know James Harden personally, or I'm not, you know, super in tune with what's going on with the situation. But it seems that Brooklyn is the spot he would prefer to be. He expanded and added the Heat and the Bucks today. So it seems like all indicators point that he wants to be in Brooklyn. And, but we got Tim McMahon here. He, he dropped a tweet later uh, yesterday at 12, around noon. He says, quote, Stephen Silas says there isn't a clear path on when James Harden will be cleared to practice because NBA hasn't determined what COVID protocol is for him. And it has in parentheses, alluding to this Vegas party with little baby for his birthday says harden partying without a mask complicated matters so if you're james harden right you want out of houston right that's fair enough Uh, i want to get out first and foremost that i am all for player mobility i think players just like you and i if we have a certain job we're working at and another job offers us more money or is in a better location or has anything for us that might be better for ourselves and for our family I would say take it and do it, and I think players are no exception to that. I think the NBA, you know, players should be allowed to have that same mobility. However, 
Let me just throw that in. However, this James Harden situation has gotten really, really, really crazily out of hand. Now, I'm going to try and keep it civil. I'm going to try and keep it uh, non-biased. I'm not really biased because I'm not a Houston Rockets fan. I, I'm just going to try and keep it PG, but I'm not. So we're going to issue a flagrant fits warning. This is the first flagrant fits warning. So normally, if you guys have been here before, I like to keep it pretty clean on this podcast. Not a lot of cursing, not a lot of none of that. But... I'm kind of animated about this situation, so just just keep that in mind. Things might get a little crazy. There's a flagrant fits warning in effect. Um, so if you're James Harden, let me get this straight. You are, you want out, which is fair, fair enough. Let's say, okay, I don't know why you'd want out, but you want out. Um, this is an organization that has done pretty much everything for you. They've built a whole team around you, they've made moves to help you uh, succeed, and they've pretty much built this whole organization around James Harden, this whole play style, the coaching, all of it was built around James Harden. This team was tailor-made for James Harden to try and make everything that James Harden does well highlighted and to minimize things that James Harden doesn't do well. And they were came up short, right? You got close, you got really close, but you never really come over that hump, and you never really won. And, you know, that's whoever that looks bad on, it looks bad on, whether it be James Harden, whether it be coaching, whether it be the whole team. I think it's just everyone shares blame in that. But there really is no denying that James Harden, you know, has had some bad games in the playoffs. He has, you know, not come through when the organization has needed him to. He has not come through when the fans wanted him to, and which is unfortunate being as they built the whole organization around him. But now he has the nerve, right? He has the audacity to head on over and say, hey, you know what? I want out of here. We're not winning championships. Get me out. Like, we built the... the not we, because not, I'm not a part of it. I'm not affiliated. I don't like Houston. They built the whole organization around you. Coaching. Play style. Everything was built around you, James, and we couldn't get it done. How is this on us? Right, that's what Houston's got to be saying. How are you gonna request it? We want to trade from you. How are you gonna request us to trade you? Can we get you? I'm saying they don't want to. They probably don't want James Harden out. They they really love James Harden, and obviously they love him. They've built the whole organization around him. But to to do it in the way he's doing it, right? I can understand wanting out. I can understand saying that hey, it's obviously not gonna work. We've given it hell. We've given it our best shot, but it's just not going to happen. I can understand that. But to miss your first practice, to especially after Houston went out and made a trade that seemingly was to help you and to help the organization, you know, take that next level. They traded Russell Westbrook for a John Wall, which I'm not a crazy big fan of that trade. I'm definitely not a big fan of that trade knowing that James Harden wants out. Initially, when that trade came out and when it happened, I thought that it meant for sure that Houston had figured something out with James Harden and he was going to be on the team. I thought... Okay, they're going to get Russell Westbrook out of there who, you know, Russell Westbrook, I, I like Russell Westbrook, but maybe he wouldn't mess with well with James Harden. Maybe the play styles didn't match. They bring in a guy in John Wall who's a veteran. He still has some of the stuff that Russell Westbrook has in terms of athleticism. Maybe not as athletic coming off of an injury, a major injury, but he could shoot the ball a little better than Russell Westbrook. Might be a little bit better in the locker room. Kind of be a better fit with James Harden. I thought, oh, they're keeping Harden for sure. But no, he still wants out, which to me, if you're Houston, I don't know why you even make that trade knowing James Harden, James Harden wants out. Maybe James Harden was uh, leading him on a little bit, 
Maybe not. I don't know. I can't speak on that because I'm not in the situation. But I would say it doesn't make a lot of sense for the Houston Rockets to trade John Wall, to trade for John Wall, knowing that James Harden wants to leave as well. I feel like you'd want to keep Russell Westbrook because you know that Russell Westbrook does pretty well when he's the lone star. And if James Harden wants out, you know, he could be the lone star and potentially help your team out. But we'll talk more, you know, I mean, I guess all you have to say about that is it seems like it, it was a little, Houston might not have been expecting it, or they either, they might, it's two things, either they were expecting it, and they just made a bad move, in my opinion, or they weren't expecting it, and James Harden fucked them over. Either way, not great if you're the Houston Rockets. So now you're stuck in the situation. You have a star MVP player partying in Vegas during COVID. It's just complicating the whole situation, and he wants out. It seems like he's just trying to stay away from the organization until he gets a trade. And NBA preseason starts this week. Not great timing if you're James Harden or the Houston Rockets right before the season. Uh, let me just look at my notes here. If you're Houston, you have to be like, what the fuck is going on? Why is this happening? Like, what? We traded Westbrook. Now he wants out. Or he might have wanted out before. I, I, it, the whole Russell Westbrook trade is just so confusing to me now. I don't know how that gets made knowing that James Harden wants to get out. I think there has to be a little bit more there. They might have thought at least they had a chance that they bring John Wall and maybe it'll help James want to stay. They might have took that shot. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but Houston wants Houston. You know James Harden wants out. And if you're an opposing team and you're looking at let's say just for the sake of the argument, let's say you're the Brooklyn Nets. Ah, James Harden wants to be traded. Well, what can we give James Harden? Can we give him you know a Karis LeVert, a Jared Allen, a picks? Some picks, maybe that's enough to sway Houston. But then reports coming out that Houston, hey, we're giving up our MVP, James Harden. Hell no, we need a star back. We need Kyrie Irving. Give us that Kyrie Irving piece and give us Karis LeVert. Give us some picks too, maybe. And Houston's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, wait, no, Brooklyn's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. See, James Harden already wants out, right? He doesn't want to be there. We see him throwing, you know, not throwing a fit, but out partying in Vegas, not uh, obeying COVID protocols and kind of putting himself at risk again COVID. And we've seen how you've kind of given James Harden everything he's wanted, built the whole organization around him, hired a coaching staff that coached to James Harden's strengths, you know, play style all built around James Harden, and you weren't able to win a championship. So why would we give you a star in Kyrie Irving? Because if we can get, you know, James Harden without giving up Kyrie Irving, then we got a freaking three-headed dynamic duo when Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, and we probably in the Eastern Conference and might be favorites to win the NBA Finals. It just doesn't make a lot of sense for Brooklyn to do that. So that, you know, what that translates to is Houston is getting fucked over even more because now, 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 they have a superstar who doesn't want to be there. So they can either stay with that superstar that doesn't want to be there and just hope he has a change of heart, which doesn't look likely because not even at practice. Or their second option is they can deal James Harden for less than what he's worth, knowing that, hey, he doesn't want to be here. We don't want to deal with the chemistry problems. Let's just get out from under this. We know no other team's going to give us a superstar because, you know, he's pretty much tanking his value by doing all this stuff off the court. He's doing you know, this or that, that's your second option just to give him for less value. Or you can try and hope like hell that you can negotiate a good deal, which if Houston negotiates a deal where they get a superstar back in this, like a Kyrie Irving, props to that new front office because they're doing a phenomenal job. They made lemons at a lem- uh, they made lemonade out of lemons. Um, 
I just don't see that, see that happening. I think Houston's really in a tough situation right now and really in a tough bind. And, you you know, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, someone who's defended James Harden through those bad playoff performances, you know, through all the people saying, you know, he he manipulates the rules, he he's just a good scorer, he can't defend. You know, Houston Rockets fans, to your credit, you guys have been there through thick and thin for this man, and now he's turning around and requesting a trade and wanting out when it's like hey what what how much more love could we have given you why are you doing this to us that's what I imagine must be going through the heads of all Houston Rockets fans but that's enough for that situation let's move on to a little NFL so James Harden it's gonna be fun we're gonna have more NBA as the season starts going we're gonna add and incorporate NBA more and more into these episodes so if you're an NBA fan, which I love, love, love the NBA, probably my favorite league, expect to see a lot more basketball content. We got college hoops in full swing. It's a good time to be a hoops fan, so we're going to have more hoops on the podcast for sure. But we're also going to have more football going into NFL playoff time. But right now, you know what's important? It's important that I get out this NFL top five rankings because we do have a shift in the rankings. Seattle. I love Seattle. I like Seattle. I think they're a good football team. They're no longer in it. Coming in at number five, we have the Buffalo Bills. That's right, Buffalo. If you remember, last week they were on my bubble. On the bubble no more. They come into my top five. Got a win versus the 49ers. And with Seattle losing, like I said, they jumped into the top five. Josh Allen, man, he is really looking comfortable back there at quarterback. He's really coming into his own. It's looking like it's starting to slow down. He has all the talent in his arm. I was watching a video with him on the Pat McAfee show. Shout out to the Pat McAfee show. Uh, great show. They do great interviews with players. Pat's awesome. Um, I saw him on there talking about you know his mechanics and how he's got a lot of improvement in his mechanics. He fires more from his hips. Uh, he, he has that huge arm, we already know, and it looks like it's all slowing down for him. He had 375 yards and four touchdowns, tying a career high. So if you're Bill's Mafia, you know, you're tickled pink. You're smiling through your, th- whatever the saying is, you're smiling, I don't know, you're happy. That's what I'm trying to say, you're very happy. You have a contender. You know, you're going to be in the playoffs, and you're going to make, you know, potentially could make a good run for this thing. You cracked the top five for my first time this year. Shout out to the Buffalo Bills. Number four, we have the Green Bay Packers. All I got to say about them is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is having a tremendous, phenomenal year. If Patrick Mahomes isn't in the league, I'd say Aaron Rodgers is head and shoulders the MVP. But Patrick Mahomes is in the league. I think Patrick wins the MVP when it's all said and done. But Aaron Rodgers has a real legit case that, hey, I could be MVP too. And I, you know, quite honestly, wouldn't be sad to see that happen. I would be like, hey, he earned it. But they handled business versus the Eagles, so they're going to stay in at my top five. They're going to be at number four. Number three, a team who hasn't been ranked this low, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had them as my number two seed last week. And, you know, ever since I've been doing this, which has been the last three or four weeks, I think, uh, maybe not that long, but I've had them. I think it's my fourth uh, NFL top five. I've had them at two and all of them except for today. They lost to, They lost a not-so-great loss to the Washington Redskins, a team that is not the Redskins, sorry, Washington football team. Old habits die hard. Uh, Washington football team, they lost a – that's a not a great loss of your – uh, Steelers, you'd hope to beat to beat the Washington football team, but it's still your first loss of the year. You're still very much, you know, in command of your division. You're looking very good. I can't drop them too far. 
so they stay at three. Number two, a team who, quite honestly, is really, really, really impressing me. They keep winning without Drew Brees. I have the New Orleans Saints. Uh, no Drew Brees, no problem for these guys. Taysom Hills looked good at quarterback. He's looked like he might have a future at quarterback in this league when Drew Brees decides to hang it up. He's been very, uh, very good. And they get Drew Brees back soon. That's the biggest news for them. They've won games without Drew Brees, and they get him back soon. That's going to be a huge lift for this team. I don't see them, you know, stopping winning anytime soon. And, you know, they have a real argument for number one. So, as of right now, they're my solid number two team. The only team that comes in above them is the Kansas City Chiefs. I've said it ever since I've started doing these top fives. Uh, the Chiefs are going to be my number one team until they show me otherwise and until they lose. And they have not lost since. Um, it's their spot to lose. They're the defending champs. They're, in my eyes, the best team in the NFL. They're the team to beat still. And until someone beats them, I'm keeping them at number one. So shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs at number one. All right, so now is the time for a new thing, right? I haven't done this before. I'm going to do a screen recording. So let me get that set up here on my computer. And keep in mind, you guys might hear a little bit of an airplane jet in the background. That's because uh, when I open up a lot of stuff on my computer, it gets a little loud. I have a nice computer. I don't know why. I think one of the the fans and it's going out i don't know how to even fix that but i don't know we're just gonna rock with it we're gonna keep going uh let me get the screen recording up for you guys so you can see it now if you want to see the screen recording head on over to youtube because i will be showing it there um on the video version of the podcast which you know honestly this podcast is it's fine if you're listening to it audio it's good you'll still get the whole point and you get the message i do a pretty good job of relaying what i'm seeing on my screen but if you want the full experience and have the time, I mean, I understand audio. I'm a big podcast listener myself. I like to throw it on in the car. Uh, if you have time to watch the video podcast, though, you know, please check it out because I, I am putting in some work for this thing to try and make it the best I can. And I'm not really sure of any other podcasts that do a screen recording thing like this. So, you know, hey, there's that. All right, hit record. You should be able to see it right about now. What I'm looking at right now is NFL.com. And I'm actually going to pull up ESPN2 just so we can have that as a reference as well. We'll be looking over here. Uh, you see Paul George's face. I feel load. Alrighty. NFL. Oh, scores. All right. Here's this week's games. And then last thing. Yeah. Here's this week's games. So looking back at the NFL, we got two teams. I forgot to tell you what I'm going to do for this screen recording. We're going to go over the NFL uh, playoff picture, what it's looking like, what teams are safe, what teams are secure, what teams still got some work to do, and what teams are fighting for their playoff lives. So first, uh, obviously, two teams are clinched, the Kansas City Chiefs and New Orleans Saints. Chiefs, funny enough, aren't even the number one seed in the AFC. That goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who haven't clinched the division yet. But Chiefs have clinched. Saints have clinched. They're obviously good. They're safe. So that leaves six right here. As you read, six playoff bursts available in each conference. So let's start in the AFC. So the number one seed is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not too much of concern there if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Your team is going to make the playoffs. The number three seed is the Buffalo Bills, who just cracked the top five. Buffalo, you're probably good too. You're probably made the playoffs. Tennessee, eight and four. Uh, let's look at them. Let's see what they got this week coming up. See if there's anyone that's... They got the Jaguars this week, so that should be a win. 
uh, you can get back on track after that loss to the Browns. You're still first in your division, but you're tied with Indianapolis. So you still have a little bit of work left to do. If you're a Tennessee, don't hang it up yet. You still have to keep winning. Indianapolis is a hungry team. If we look back here, they're in seventh, so they, you know, they're looking for any chance to to win and to take potentially take first place in the division and get that guaranteed playoff berth to not risk anything weird or wonky happening. Tennessee looking ahead at their schedule. They have Jacksonville, winnable game. Detroit, a little tougher, but still a winnable game. Green Bay, that'll be a good battle. Um, Yesterday they lose that game, and then they have Houston. Yesterday they win. So predictions, quick little on the fly, just looking at if you if it holds and it goes you know favorite team wins in all the situations they would finish 9 10 11 and 5 um not bad that's probably enough maybe enough for you to win in to win the division unless indianapolis let's look at their schedule they have the raiders which let's say they win that game at 9 and 4 uh be the texans at 10 and 4 lose to the steelers at 9 and 5 Lose to the beat the Jaguars and become ten five. So yeah, no. If you are Tennessee, it's still a five for the division. You still got to win. You can't really afford to drop any game. You know, you know, drop too many games because if you do, you're in real danger of Indianapolis passing you for that first place spot in the division. You want to beat Jacksonville. You want to beat Detroit. And if you can beat Green Bay, that's big. You probably are good if you can beat Green Bay. And then you want to beat Houston. You still have a really good chance if you lose to Green Bay, though, and win those other three games. But it's not guaranteed. Houston, though, they're going to be in the playoffs probably uh, unless something crazy happens with... Well, I, actually, I don't even feel comfortable saying... that They have... Right now, right as of right now, at first in the division, they look good. But if they don't do their job and they don't hang it up early, or if they hang it up early, they could be in some trouble and potentially lose that playoff spot. I don't think they will, however. Uh, number five seed, Cleveland Browns, sitting at 9-3, and three, you would think... You would think that Cleveland is in a good spot, but upon further examination, uh, it might be a little hairier because you see this game right here, Baltimore versus Cleveland. If we click on Cleveland and check out the division over here on this right, you'll see Pittsburgh has it pretty much wrapped up at 11-1, and and that's Pittsburgh really kind of goes on a shit spree and loses the rest of their games and kind of throws the division Cleveland could potentially go ahead of them I don't see that happening so it's really between Baltimore and Cleveland battling for this number two spot in this division and effectively you know one of these last three playoff spots so looking at Baltimore going forward this week they play the ball uh, I mean look at Cleveland going forward this week they play Baltimore which if they lose this game let's just let me paint a little scenario Cleveland Browns fans if you lose to Baltimore you'll be nine and four right you play New York, you probably get that win, 10-4. and four. Play New York Jets, probably get that win, 11-4. and four. And then you play the Steelers. You lose that one, you probably fall to 11-5. and five. Right? Yeah, 11-5, because uh, one win here would be, uh, one loss here would be 9-4, 10-4, 11-4, 11-5. That, most years, probably enough for you to win the division but this year you got baltimore ravens at seven and five who less record than you two games behind you but if they beat you this week now they're a game behind you at eight and five and then you would be uh what would you you would be nine and four so they'd be a game behind you they play jacksonville probably gonna win that one go to nine and five play new york 
probably going to win that one. Go to 10 and 5. Play Cincinnati. Probably going to win that one. Go to 11 and 5. Do you see the scare here if you're a Cleveland Browns fan? And do you see how important this game, this Baltimore uh, Cleveland Brown game is for this long term payoff pitcher? You're not going to catch the Steelers, but this 5, 6, and 7 spot in the AFC is up for grabs. And if Cleveland loses to Baltimore, there's a real possibility that they end up tied with Baltimore at the end of the year. And if that's the case, I don't know how tiebreakers work, but I would hate to be a Cleveland Browns fan or a Baltimore Ravens fan and get screwed out of a playoff spot due to a tiebreaker. So both these teams really can't afford to drop too many more games. And this week coming up, this game coming up this week for them is absolutely crucial for playoff purposes. Number six, we have the Miami Dolphins. Let's head on over. Let's look at Miami. If I can get all the way back to um, Miami scores. Let's see. Let's look at what Miami's dealing with. They got the Chiefs this week, which not great news if you're a Miami Dolphins fan. You might lose that one. So let's say you lose that game to the Chiefs. You're 8-5. and five. Play the Patriots. Huge game right here. And then this Raiders game, huge game right here. Because let me show you why. You have the Raiders and Patriots both here at Patriots at six and six, Raiders at seven and five. They're fighting for the playoff spot. They would love, and I mean absolutely love, to get a win over you, Miami. And keep in mind, you're not even in the first in your division because Buffalo has that. So you're not going to get that automatic playoff berth unless you can pass Buffalo, which Buffalo's looking really good. It might look tough. It might get tough to do that. So you might your only chance might be to get in, you know, just off your record. And there's a lot of teams who want to do the same thing in the Patriots, the Raiders. You know, they would love, the Ravens would love to pass you up for that playoff spot. So if you're Miami, look, you can't mess around. You, If you can beat Kansas City, hell, that goes a long, long, long way towards making the playoffs. But you don't want to hang your hat on having to beat Kansas City as you hear the jet engine roaring in the background. I told you, man, something up with this freaking with my uh fan see the right one is coming out the left one isn't so if any of you guys know a fix to that please 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 let me know um but miami let's say you lose that eight and five you play the patriots let's say you win that game at nine and five i mean i don't want to say you're gonna win that game because it's gonna be so tough let me let's look at the uh other teams behind miami and see how kind of how it they can't really afford to lose let's look at the let's look at their division who's in there let's look at the colts actually we're gonna look at indianapolis because they're next and seventh and you see you're gonna see a lot of these teams kind of intertwined you're gonna see the colts the raiders and miami they're gonna end up playing each other so you see right here this upcoming game versus the colts for the colts they play the raiders which is a big game for playoff implications if you lose that game to the raiders you fall to eight and five and they go to seven, eight and five i don't know how tiebreakers work but they potentially could hop you and take that playoff spot from you right now. Then you have the Texans and Jaguars, two winnable games, but then you have the Steelers second to last week. So if you're Indianapolis, you would love to get a win versus the Raiders. Uh, increase your lead against Oakland to two games. And then, you know, beat the Texans, maybe drop on the Steelers, but beat the Jaguars, and that's probably enough to get you in. Maybe, maybe it might be enough. It's too close. Look at the Raiders' schedule going forward. Let's look at them. Uh, where are they at? Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Looking at the Raiders going forward, they have the Colts, a team ahead of them. Good chance for them to make ground. The Chargers, a winnable game. Good chance for them to make up some ground. The Dolphins, 
another team ahead of them. Good chance for them to make up ground. And the Broncos, a good chance to win. So the Raiders are actually in fairly good position to make up ground and actually make the playoffs. If they can beat Miami, if they can beat both Miami and Indianapolis, and then the Chargers, hell, they, they make it in. So if you're in Miami and you're Indianapolis, you absolutely must beat the Raiders when you play them. You absolutely must. It is absolutely required. And if you play the Patriots or the Ravens, you got to beat them too because they're also knocking on your door. Looking at, uh, speaking of the Ravens, let's look, we already talked about the Ravens. Let's talk about the um, New England Patriots. Oh, the New England Patriots. Looking at their schedule going forward, they got the Rams tonight. They're about to kick off in about 20 minutes. If you can beat the Rams, hell, that helps you out a lot. Because now you're 7-6. and six. Let me paint this picture for you, New England fans. You're 7-6. and six. Looking at Miami, who plays the Kansas City Chiefs. In your division, you're in the Miami's division. A chance to pass them in the division race. A chance to pass them in the playoff race as well. If they lose to Kansas City this Sunday, which probably likely that that happens, Miami would be 9-5. I say likely just because Kansas City is going to be the favorite. I'm not saying Miami can't beat Kansas City by any means. But all odds and everything will all be on the Chiefs. If they lose that, they fall to 8-5. and five. And if you can win your game this week versus the Rams... You would go to seven and six. So now you can you have some life. There's some life injected into Bill Belichick's team, and look who's coming up next: the Miami Dolphins. You would be a game behind the Miami Dolphins and play them for a chance to potentially pass them in the division and pass them in the playoff race. Then you have a tough game against Buffalo and a winnable game versus the Jets. Very, very big game, Miami versus New England. Like I said, a lot of these teams in the hunt for the AFC, they're going to end up playing each other. Miami plays, you know, the the Patriots next week. So that's a chance. If you're the Patriots, that's your path. You beat the Rams. Hopefully Miami loses to Kansas City, and then you can beat um, the Miami Dolphins next week and potentially hop them. And that's not even bringing into account the chance that the Colts might lose some games. And you still, if you're Patriots, you're near, you still need to battle with the Raiders and uh, Baltimore. You need them to lose. So that makes me think it's a little complicated. But you still are very much alive. And you still very much have a chance at making the playoffs. But you got work to do. Once, Like, like I said, you got work to do. The Ravens, still in a good spot. Uh, let's go over them. Uh, let me do a little more in-depth on them. The Ravens, like I said... The, I, I think the Ravens are going to make the playoffs just simply because I think they beat the Browns. I think I think the Ravens win out. I think they're going to beat the Browns. I think they're going to beat the Jaguars, Giants, and Bengals. If they can beat the Browns, they're in. Um, so Cleveland, you're feeling at 9-3, but you might get a lot lot worse feelings. The, the moral of the story in the AFC is you have three spots up for grabs for six teams. You have... The Browns, the Dolphins, the Colts, Raiders, Ravens, and Patriots, in my opinion, all fighting for three spots. It's going to come down, and a lot of them end up playing each other. That's the crazy thing, is you're going to have the Dolphins playing multiple teams, the Colts playing some of the teams that, and it's going to, they're going to have a chance to go head-to-head and duke it out and see who's deserving for these playoff spots. It's going to be fun. Heading over to the NFC, let's look. Like I said, Saints are clinched. They're fine. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to be in the playoffs. Six playoff bursts, just like the AFC available. The Packers, looking fine. You're going to win your division. You're going to be fine. The Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams. It gets at 8-4. and four, You're feeling pretty good. You're in a good position. But where are you at? You're right here. 
looking at your division, you have Seattle that's tied with you at eight and four, who you know potentially could hop you in the division and take that third spot. You fall down to that five seed. Arizona, who's also fighting for a playoff spot, all the way down here in the eight spot, and um, but most likely looking at your schedule going forward, you play. The Patriots, good chance for you to get a win. The Jets, good chance for you to get a win. Seahawks, this could be a big game for division implications and determine what seeding you're going to get. But most likely going to get within. And Cardinals, another big game as well, division opponent. I think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. I'm comfortable enough saying that they're going to be in the playoffs, whether it be as a um, division leader or just off a record in a wild card spot. The Giants, however, this gets interesting for the Giants in in my opinion, the NFC East is really a two-team race at this point. Yes, Philadelphia's still alive. I know, Eagles fans, don't come at me. But it's looking like New York and Washington are the favorites to win the division. Dallas, I'm a Cowboys fan. All you other Cowboys fans, I feel you. Trust me, but we're cooked. We're done. We're not going to win the division. And that's become blatantly obvious, especially with uh, this uh, last week uh, on Tuesday, losing to the Ravens. Philadelphia is not mathematically out of it. They still have a chance. Uh, if they win, they're a game and a half behind Washington and New York, so they actually have a really good chance. They can get their quarterback situation figured out, and Jalen Hurts can come in. He has a chance to really make himself a legend in Philadelphia, make himself a legend in Philadelphia early, early on in his career by leading them to a division championship and to a playoff spot. But the safe money is on New York and Washington in the division, and probably Washington, because if you look at New York's schedule, Cardinals are a tough game. Who, they play three teams who are really fighting for a playoff spot. The Cardinals, the Browns, and the Ravens. All three teams, like we talked about before, have major playoff implications for these last three spots in the AFC. They're going to definitely want to be winning games, and they're looking at you as a prime chance to get one in the W column. Uh, they have won four straight, though, and they have beat... But look at the teams they've beaten. Washington, not a great team. Philadelphia, not a great team. The Bengals, not a great team. And they snuck one versus Seattle. If you can keep that consistent play, you know, power to you, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think that you're probably going to lose two, if not three, of these next three games. And then Dallas has a chance to win. Now, looking at who they're going up against for a playoff spot and the uh, first spot in the NFC, you have... The Redskins, the Washington football team, not, I keep saying that, the Washington football team, the 49ers, the Seahawks, Panthers, Eagles, 49ers, tough game, but easier than what the Giants are looking at, Seahawks is a tough game, Panthers and Eagles are two games you could win, Washington definitely has the easier schedule, so if you're New York, you're not feeling great about that, but still a lot left to be decided in this NFC East. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about them, however, because they're terrible, and we're... If we could, we would vote them out. We would not have an NFC East team in the playoffs this year. But it's not how it works. So uh, the next team that's really fighting for a spot is Seattle at 8-4. and four. Um, They're not in as much danger as a Tampa Bay is. But still, you know, cutting it a little close. Closer than you would like. You have a chance at winning your division. That's really the, the big thing for Seattle. If they can win their division, they automatically get in. And even at 8-4 and four with Gaines versus the Jets and Washington, you could bet that they win those two. The Rams, that'll come down to see who wins the division. And then the 49ers, you could probably win that one. So you're looking pretty good at Seattle. You're looking at potentially finishing 8-9-10-11-5 or 12-4 and four if you're Seattle. And that should be enough to be a playoff team. So Seattle's not in too much danger. Just like how we said the AFC's uh, six-team race for three spots, 
well, the NFC is really a three-team race for two spots, and the two spots are the six and seven spots right now held by Tampa Bay and Minnesota, with the third team being the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think Chicago is going to make any push. I don't think Detroit. I don't think San Francisco. Washington, we talked about them in the division. They could get in. Atlanta, Carolina, Philadelphia, Dallas, all mathematically still in it, but not really in it. It really is really going to come out of these three teams for these last two spots. Tampa Bay, uh, they're the safest bet. They have, you know, looking at them going forward, they're in the sixth spot. They're the safest bet to to make the NFL playoffs. And they play Minnesota, which is a big game because you look at who's behind them. Minnesota, if Minnesota wants a chance to catch up and maybe take that sixth spot and maybe potentially turn the tides and put Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in danger of missing the playoffs. I have a great chance to do it next week. They win, they go to 7-6, and Tampa Bay would fall to 7-6. However, I think Tampa Bay is going to win that one. But if they don't, let's say they fall to 7-6, and six, they could beat the Falcons, beat the Lions, and beat the Falcons again, and potentially end up at 10-6, and six, which should be enough to make the playoffs unless, you know, because you probably have Minnesota. Let's look at their schedule going forward. Uh, ten and six should be enough to make the playoffs. Here, Tampa Bay, uh, Minnesota have to win out to stay at ten and six. And let's look at their schedule. What are the odds of them doing that? You could put that to to bed really easy if you're Tampa Bay, and if you could beat Minnesota, you know, you would pretty much all but guarantee yourself uh, that sixth spot. But if Minnesota wins, it gets interesting because then they would be seven and six. They could beat the Bears, be eight and six. The Saints, they probably lose to that one. So this is where I'm saying that Tampa Bay is probably a pretty good bet. It's really, I mean, yes, they still need a win. They have some work to do, but they're a pretty safe bet at seven, at six. At seven, it's really between Minnesota and Arizona. Uh, I'm not putting it past that they can get beat, get past Tampa Bay, but I don't think it's very likely. So if you're Minnesota, let's say you lose to Tampa Bay, as you become six and seven, you beat Chicago at seven and seven, and you beat you lose the Saints and you become seven and eight, beat the Lions and finish season eight and eight. That might be enough. It might not. Let's head over to Arizona and let's look out look at what we're looking at there as far as competition for that last spot. They play the Giants, probably gonna get that win, be seven and six. Play the Eagles, probably gonna get that win at eight and six. Play the 49ers going to be a tough game but good chance they get that win and go to nine and six and then if they lose to the rams they had finished nine and seven which is above eight and eight that would put arizona in that seventh spot over the minnesota vikings so with that being said it looks like even though minnesota's in the seventh spot it looks like arizona actually is in my eyes the favorite to take over that seventh spot Minnesota's not out of it yet. They're going to have to win some tough games. If Minnesota gets in, they earned it because they would have beat Tampa Bay and they would have beat New Orleans. And that are two really good teams that are, are probably seen as better teams than them. And they would have beat their way and earned their way into the into the division, assuming they beat their other two teams that they play the rest of the year, who I don't think they're very good. But, you know, personally, I'm not even going to say that. No, I, it's really coming down between Minnesota and Arizona. Uh, Arizona looks like the likely favorite, but if you're a Vikings fan, do not lose hope. Your team, maybe Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook, can go and have a good game versus Tampa Bay and get a win. And then they play New Orleans. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows if Drew Brees is going to be back 100% healthy and feeling ready to go? You're not out of it yet, but it's not looking great. Just because you have the tougher schedule between 
you and Arizona. Now, Arizona might go out and, you know, lose a game that they should win. It's the NFL. Things can happen. And obviously, it's not going to go how I predicted it, right? That's assuming everything just went chalk. Everything just went the favorite team, the team that's the favorite to win, wins. And that's that rarely, you know, it happens, but it's not going to happen for every single game. My, my idea with this is just to give you guys kind of a picture. You know, if you're a Browns fan, a Dolphins fan, Colts fan, Raiders, Ravens, Patriots, Cardinals, Vikings, Tampa, just to give you an idea of what, you know, your ideal scenarios for how to make the playoffs. And just to give you guys, if you're, even if you're not a fan of those teams, just an overall picture of what the playoffs are looking like right now. So you can watch this week knowing that, hey, let me look at this NFL schedule. What games do I want to watch this Sunday? You can see, hell, this Thursday, Patriots-Rams, you know that's a big game. There's a lot riding on that one. And you can kind of know the storyline. You can know what's going to happen. You can look at games like this Chiefs-Dolphins game. Like, hey, that's going to be a really good game. Uh, Dolphins fighting for a playoff spot. That'd be a big win for the Dolphins. You can look at the Cardinals-Giants knowing, hey, Giants need to beat the Cardinals. Cardinals need to beat the Giants. It's pretty much must win. Vikings-Bucks. You know, you, you can see how these games have impact, impact and why you should watch them. And, you know, it gives a little bit more spice and a little bit more flavor to, you know, these things. So... That's all I'm gonna. I got for you guys today. It looks like we're 41 minutes into this podcast. That's about as long as it was during the failed recording. Um, I really hope you guys are liking these podcasts. I'm having a freaking load of fun making them for you guys. It's you know really fun. We got two times a week right now. Uh, sorry I didn't post yesterday. It's because you know got a little busy, got a little carried away. Decided I could do it today. Uh, it happens, but. This will be live. If you're hearing this, you're probably hearing it on Friday. Uh, it won't be live until tomorrow. But you know, watching Thursday night tonight. By that point, you know, by the time you listen to this, you'll know what happened with this Patriots Rams game. And if the Patriots do happen to go out and lose, you can just probably uh, forget everything I said about them, unless there's, there's a path for them. Let's look at if there's a path for them if they lose this game to still make the playoffs. So they were to lose this game, they'd be six and seven. Play Miami, it's a good chance. Play Buffalo, the Jets. So they 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 definitely would be you know definitely not the favorites to make the playoffs or to lose tonight. But you never know. Things happen. NFL is a crazy crazy league. It, you know we we see you know Denver almost beat uh, Kansas City. You know you see New York lose to. I mean New York beat Seattle. You see Washington beat the Steelers upsets do happen so uh you best believe when they do happen i'm gonna be here next week breaking down the playoffs really each week up until the playoffs i want to do a segment like this on these uh, thursday episodes that drop on thursday so you guys can kind of see and get the feel for what's gonna go on and you know how things are gonna you know, what you're looking at for this upcoming week, what games you're watching, what games have playoff implications, what games really don't matter. Uh, just trying to keep you guys informed, trying to provide some sort of value. Because, like, I know it, it can get real confusing looking at standings and tiebreakers and numbers and trying to figure all that out. It can get really crazy really fast. So my job is to make it simpler for you guys, and that's what I'm trying to do with this NFL like I said, expect more NBA as well. The season's starting up. We're going to have a lot to talk about with the NBA. Who knows what's going to happen with this James Harden situation. But really, you know, if I want to leave you with one message. is just thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's a small podcast. 
I'm making it the best I can, and I'm really excited about a lot of the things I'm doing. I think I'm making it, you know, fun. I really love the screen recording, and I'm just glad you guys are here and enjoying it. Hopefully, you know, you guys decide to stick around and join the family and give me your input on what you want to see. I want to, just like how Houston made the system around James Harden, I want to make this podcast around you guys, what the viewers want to see. Um, I'm going to keep keeping it real with you guys. You keep keeping it real with me, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a safe, fun weekend, and we'll see you guys on Monday when I drop. So, see you guys then. See ya.